0: This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. I've got a treat for you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're into extreme metal guitar performance because I've got a conversation with the one and only, the Norwegian death metal kingpin himself, Mr. Daniel Eliasson. His group is called Blood Red Throne, and the catalyst for the chat with Dan is due to the release of a new album from the band titled... Imperial Congregation. This is an album that is truly an extravaganza of riffs crafted with the precision that only Dan knows how to bring. Throughout the conversation, Dan talks about how the group achieved their crushing sound, government overreach to COVID, and much, much more. Dan is an amazing guitarist, so we also address how he achieves his considerable chops. Before we get to the chat, let's have a listen to a sample of a tune from Imperial Congregation This one's called Transparent Existence, and once it's done, we'll dive into the conversation. Let's go. How's how's things been going for you? Because I've got to say, I love this album, so I hope that's the feedback you've been getting.
1: Yeah, mostly, I would say. Uh, Of course, always somebody complaining about we're not doing something new and all that shit, but uh, you know, that's what we do, death metal, the way we like it. So uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, it's been really great feedback and uh, we know this is a strong album, so fuck the rest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i agree look it's one of, it'll be in my year-end list there's no doubt about that it's one of the strongest death metal albums that i've heard in in years i'm trying to think of the 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 most recent death metal album that i could compare to it but um i'm, I'm reaching for probably violence unimagined unimagined from cannibal corpse it's it's up there with that quality wow thanks a lot man that's good to hear i mean uh
1: yeah we're definitely happy with the album and uh and uh yeah it's it's top-notch death metal how we want it to sound and uh yeah there's a lot of good bands out there but uh, we keep doing our stuff and uh yeah people should expect quality from blood red throne and that's what you get
0: yeah i agree with you quality i use that word a lot with bands like yourselves you know but that all comes down to the fact that mate you've been doing this a long time now so you get what death metal is all about and the experience shows. So, have during. If you've been doing a lot of interviews, has that been the feedback people have been saying, this is an album that shows all of this great experience that you bring to death metal?
1: Yeah, but uh, on previous albums, uh, we have gotten the same feedback then as well. But uh, maybe this time we stepped up a little bit, you know, production wise. Also, the songs are maybe a bit stronger than before. But. Uh, in my opinion we have uh, delivered some good albums uh, before as well but uh, mm. I guess this is uh, this is the best album since uh, Alter Genesis you know many fans are still talking about that album and that's the best Blow album but uh, I think this one is, is is topping that one for sure so um, yeah we keep going I mean uh, we get older we get better to write our songs and uh, and arrange the songs and um, yeah, we know what sound we want and, and how to do this style. So hmm.
0: definitely we're going to be, be doing more great albums in the future. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And But I think what makes this album, to your point, I know you've been able to do what I'm about to say for a long time, but I'll focus on this album. Yeah. So you've managed to find a balance between plutonium heaviness and groove Okay, not Pantera style groove, but it's there's a, definitely a groove there, but it's your own way of doing things. And it's not an easy proposition to do what you've done. So you might have mentioned it there when you talked about the, the production side of things, but did you spend a lot of time in pre-production just getting all of the riffs and the rhythms together?
1: Yeah, always. You know, I have my own uh, home studio, as many musicians and bands have these days. Uh, and of course, I sit down and uh, <clears throat> I really analyze the songs, you know, from from start to, to end. And uh, yeah, the groove is totally important, but also, you know, the the whole vibe, the whole flow from from the song starts till it ends. I don't want to put, you know, like twenty, thirty riffs, just putting them together. And yeah, this is a song. I need to have, you know, some balance in the song. And yeah, somewhat call it like, you know, a verse, a chorus, bridge, whatever. So. Um, hmm. Yeah, it, it comes natural to to, to put the the, the the riffs together, but maybe now I'm more focused on, you know, to make a song out of it, just not put out a hundred of riffs in one song, you know. So um, yeah, definitely a better songwriter now than before.
0: Talking about the lyrical side of things, because that was the, that was one of the things that was mentioned in the bio. So across the album, of course, it's called Transparent Existence. Um, and look, f- sincerely, please forgive me here if I if I mispronounce vocalist the vocalist's first name. But is it Ingve? Is it how you pronounce his first? Yeah. name? Okay, there you go. That's
1: pretty
0: good, correct? Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd get that right, but that's good. There you go. Uh, yes, or, or, uh,
1: or, or Bolt as,
0: as his stage
1: name is, but Ingve oh, uh, is, uh, is correct.
0: Okay, there you go. But. I read that they're they're Bolt's thoughts on what it means to be systematically deprived of individual freedom. Now, of course, with what the bloody hells we're all going through at the moment, particularly here in Australia, no doubt you've seen the news reports, do do you feel as though these vaccine mandates and these COVID lockdowns, of course, they're largely decreed by unelected officials and they're enforced by public servants and bureaucrats. Do you think that they're a good indication of what Bolt's singing about?
1: Definitely. Uh, I would actually start asking you one question. Are you vaccinated? No, I'm not going to. No, Me neither and uh, Bolt as well. We are totally against it. Hmm. Uh, the rest of the guys uh, did take the vaccine but uh, they are having second thoughts now, you know. Uh, and uh, both me and, and, and Bolt have told them, be patient. Just uh, follow the news, you know, read read up on it and, and what's happening. I mean, I mean They tell you to take this uh, vaccine, you know, it's almost, it's fucking crazy, man. They don't know anything about it. Uh, People still get sick. They still get uh, the virus. So um, I'm very skeptical. uh, And I feel like you're forced to take it, you know. If I wanna travel outside Norway, I have to take the vaccine. Correct. It's fucked up, man. Uh, I mean, I can go and take a a COVID test, negative. Uh, That should be okay. But for some reason, you know, getting to the U.S. for example, you need to have a vaccination card, whatever. So it's fucked up, man. I know society has to do something about it, of course. And uh, I'm not against the vaccines, but uh, you have to be, you know, a bit realistic about it and and, and be, you know, ask questions, read about it. Uh, Yeah. And follow, follow your own heart. I mean, uh, nobody here at my home has taken it, and we are We are, we are against it. But uh, we want to, of course, have a second opinion when uh, when times go by. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely has something to do about uh, the lyrics that uh, both uh, writes about. I mean, to, to stand up for your own uh, opinions and uh, be skeptical, you know. Make your own uh, thoughts about things, even if it's... Uh, <laughs> The vaccine, or if it's a religion, or just any matter, hmm. you have yeah, to is. you have to be strong. You have to be strong, and then and, and, and support your own thoughts. That's the main. That's the main. Uh, you know the bottom
0: line and the lyrics. Norway, as I understand it, has a political system which is very similar to many of the states in Australia, where there's uh, a socialist democratic perspective on things. So that left wing, uh, politically left. It's politically left, and I'm noticing with governments around the world, whether it's in Norway, here in Queensland, especially in Victoria in Australia, California, New York, where you've got left-wing governments, you've got this veer towards totalitarianism. Has it surprised mm. you that we as a population have been so compliant with these assholes? you know, with these things that you're talking about, with these vaccine mandates? Because we're talking about in Queensland here now, I'm surrounded by people who have had the first jab in eighty percent in up, where at eighty percent of the population have had their first jab. So people are complying. Yeah, exactly. And
1: and now you have to take you know the second shot, the third shot, maybe the yeah. fourth.
0: I mean boosters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I, I don't know if, if it's the same in Norway as in Australia, but uh, I I feel like. People are looking down at you if you're negative to this. And yeah, you don't contribute you know, to society and you have to you know, follow the pack, whatever. It's bullshit. Nobody should force anyone to put this stuff in their body if they don't want to. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still skeptical, but uh, but I, I totally understand, you know, the government, they have to try something. Uh, you cannot just sit down and, and just wait for it to pass by. But uh, I think this is gonna stay for a long time
0: long time it just I, I i think we're on the same page it should come down to individual choice so if you don't want to get vaccinated fair enough okay if you do want to get vaccinated that's great too but it should come down to the individual being able to make a decision about what's right for their body particularly with adults we're not talking about infants here and immunizing against measles mumps and all of german uh, not german what's it what's the whooping cough all this sort of stuff that we've had to do now for decades in the west it just seems crazy that we've just ceded our personal liberties. And I, and I can only really talk on authority about what's happening here in Australia, because it's absolutely happened here in Australia. I just never thought my fellow Australians would secede, would secede to big government like we have. It's nuts. Yeah,
1: and, uh, and I have to say, uh it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of my friends, they are, you know, like me, in the world, uh, thinking for themselves and, and, and uh, anti-religion and all that shit. But when mm. it comes to the vaccine, <laughs> I mean, 90% of those guys have taken it. And they are are fucking telling me, what the fuck are you doing, Daniel? You have to take it. And it's like, you know, fuck, man. You have to stand for for exactly those things. So, uh, yeah. On that matter, I I really don't understand those guys. But uh, it should be a a free choice, of course. uh, And no pressure at
0: all. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait a long time. Yeah, it's interesting. Rebellion apparently has its limits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh <well.
1: laughs>
0: I, Just talking about I love the I love the tune Transparent Existence. We'll talk about the album again. And uh the tune itself, I reckon it's one of the heaviest songs that I could recommend to any extreme metal fan to listen to. It's it's up there with nothing is not by Morbid Angel in terms of pure heaviness. Um, can you can you talk me through the principal guitar setup that you use to record the album because you've just captured just this brutal heaviness hmm so uh, I haven't used an amplifier for many years
1: man <laughs> hmm. I actually I always record my stuff you know uh, uh, with a direct signal so I can reamp and all that shit and that's exactly what we did this time as well so yeah um, our new sound guy and also the guy that mixed and, and mastered the album, uh, Swedish guy actually. Uh, he played guitar in Aeon for some years. Um, nice. We, he did all the the, the sound for us. Um, so it's 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 all software, man. But I mean, we're living in twenty twenty one now, and you can get pretty much the sound you want to. Of course, the old amplifiers, blah blah blah. But we we play we play death metal. We we need. A, <laughs> We need this sound, uh, and I don't care if we go through a, an amplifier or software or whatever. Just give me the fucking killer sound, and I'm I'm happy. Mm. So, um, so there's uh, two guitar sounds on the album. Uh, one of them, uh, we have uh, four uh, layers of guitars. You know, two uh, two in each side, uh, uh, two to the left and two to the right. So. Uh, one of the sounds is uh, ML Sound Labs Roots, and then we have the Neural DSP Omega. Um, so we just mix them together, just to you know get the heaviness and also the sharpness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 this guy is fucking amazing. I mean, we have never had such a production. Uh, I think Union Union of Flesh and uh, Machine sounded pretty good, but comparing to this one. It's, it's fucking many steps ahead. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is the way I, I always do it. Uh, always when I, when I write stuff, I, I record it 100%. It's actually no demoing for me. I mean, if I have a riff, uh, I record it 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I speak, I split the signals, you know, so I have the amplifier signal and I also have uh, the DI so I can reamp. And that's how I've been doing my stuff for, for many albums now. So, um. Yeah, I know we we don't do a, do it like many other bands, you know, rehearsing and maybe record the drums uh, first, hmm. which is most normal. But, uh, uh, you know, we do everything on click track and it's uh, 100% uh, tight. Uh, so guitars and bass uh, are actually recorded first, and then we do the drums and then the vocals. So yeah. it's it's a kind of opposite way than, than, than normal, but it works for us.
0: Yeah, it indeed does work for you. Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing I noticed, but and I know you've always done this, but there are some epic solos, and specifically the solo on uh, six and seven. I think is the right way to pronounce the song there. So, do you spend a lot of time on the solos, or is it to your point there? Do you just capture it in the moment? Is it a bit of an impro- improvisation?
1: No, you're spot on. You know, making riffs is a, is no problem for me. I'm I'm actually I'm a riffer. I'm no lead guitarist i don't see myself as that so i actually spent most times most time on the leads uh, on this album and, and and some of the leads i actually had to wait several weeks months before i was you know 100 satisfied so uh, definitely the leads are top notch this time i mean uh, we always had some leads but uh, not so long leads, not so melodic, maybe, as this time. So uh, so I really put some effort to to, to have some really smooth, and nice melodies in there. So I'm really happy about the leads on this album.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, they stood out. So congratulations on that front. Um, I think anybody who's, who's right into guitar wizardry is going to find a lot of candy on this one. I mean, I mean... Uh,
1: I've never, I've never been the biggest fan, you know, of uh, Slayer solos, Deezer solos. I mean, uh, it's okay. It fits the music, especially Slayer. But uh, I'm a big fan of melodies, you know, Death. Joseph Jose Trani is my favorite guitarist. Okay. I, I definitely need some melody when I uh, want to listen to some uh, some lead guitaring. So, uh, but of course, we have some you know, crazy soloing, but that's uh, the other
0: guy doing that shit, and I do the melodic stuff. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sweet, yeah. Now, what about challenges? Did you have any significant challenges you had to overcome through the recording process?
1: This time it went pretty smooth, you know, for some reason we had some problems doing the vocals on, 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 on previous albums, but this time Bolt was on fire. He was doing his stuff pretty fast, the lyrics came pretty fast, and uh, it was just smooth working. From from beginning till the end on this album. So uh, and we don't have to meet, you know. Uh, we don't rehearse and all that shit. So so that was no problem. Uh, we we just met once, you know, to do the music video for "Transparent Existence." Um, other than that, it was
0: yeah, maybe the smoothest recording I've ever done. Actually, <laughs> must, have been, <laughs> must have been because of COVID. There was enough challenges there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, have you got any tours or shows booked? I haven't checked, sorry, so I'll ask the question. Uh, come again? Have you got any tours or shows booked coming up? Uh, yeah, you know,
1: you know, 2020, we had, like, the most killer year for us. We had so many festivals and, and, and gigs going on. Then uh, the shit came and, uh, and uh, everything was at least postponed some of the festivals are not happening but some of them are and uh, yeah we are doing at least five or six festivals next year that i know of and uh, we also signed to continental touring uh, Mm -hmm. in the u.s and they already offered us a really big tour Uh, we had to say no to that one but uh, they are working uh, to bring us over there so uh, yeah we have talked uh, within the band and uh, we are so ready now to play as much as possible uh, we even uh, are considering you know taking a year off of work and just focus on you know touring oh, yeah. touring touring to see yeah. how far we can push this band now because I mean we've been around for 25 years almost and uh, it's now and ever for us if we're gonna break or not so uh, that's cool that most guys in the band are, are fucking ready to you know give up everything and just focus on the music so let's see what happens but uh, yeah we're definitely gonna play a lot of live shows
0: uh, in 2022 Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what do you do in the in the day to day? What's your day job?
1: Uh, me personally, work uh, work shift. Uh, I work with metal, <laughs> so <Nice>. I'm one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's furnace. It's uh, yeah, liquid metal. So, um, it, uh, the the final product is uh, actually solar panels. But uh, yeah, I work in the beginning of the process. So. Uh, I work at the big furnace, you know, melting down stones to to liquid metal. So oh, wow. I'm
0: 100 metal. <laughs> wow, that's incredible! But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, not that I know much about the solar industry in Norway, but I imagine there's only about a three or four month window for it to be effective. But I've got solar panels on my roof here. Is that is that what's going on in Norway as well? There's lots of solar panels on the roofs.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, we don't sell it to just here in Norway and Scandinavia. Of course, we sell it. In mm. Europe as well, and, and other places. So uh, yeah, it's the future for sure. And uh, yeah, I've been working there for uh, twenty-two years now. So uh, never been a problem getting uh, you know uh, time off, you know, to do the touring and uh, and gigs. So so yeah, it's
0: the perfect job for me. Yeah, nice mate. Yeah, metal powered by the sun. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, what about uh, Zero Sonic? What's going on there with that group? Is that is that a band that is is active in the same way that as Blood Red Throne? Not at all. I mean, uh, it's kind of sad to talk about it because we did uh,
1: we did an album uh, uh, earlier this year that is really really good. I tried to get Nuclear uh, Blast to sign that band as well, but I didn't succeed. But uh, uh, of course Blood Red Throne is my main band, uh, but Zero Sonic has been with me for uh, almost 18 years now, but uh, the band doesn't seem to break, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm almost giving giving up, you know, and I have so much uh, much uh, success with uh, Blood Red Throne, so uh, I will focus on that. Uh, but I also have a couple of other bands, I don't know if you know about them, but uh, for I also yeah. play uh, yeah, I play in a uh, hard rock band uh, called Big City. Uh, we we're also signed on a quite big label, Frontiers Records. So mm-hmm. I have quite some success there as well. And uh, me and the second singer of uh, uh, Blood Red Throne also has a has a black metal band called uh, Valdudo. Uh, that's very underground, so nothing's going to happen there. But uh, we also released an album uh, uh, earlier this year. But 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 for now, it's it's Blood Red Throne for.
0: Yeah, totally focus on that. Yeah. Well, you've, you've always been very active. I mean, I'm sure many people will be uh, familiar with the fact that you worked with Satyricon for many, many years there. Yeah,
1: that's how it all started, man. I mean, uh, I just picked up the guitar and two years later I was actually the live guitarist in, in Satyricon, you know, mm-hmm. a band I was looking up to and I was a big fan of and uh, It was almost unreal, you know, when I was at the rehearsal place and auditioned and I really got the job. So, yeah, I I didn't didn't play in any bands with my friends or whatever. I just started, you know, (laughs) riding in the big (laughs) city. So, uh, yeah, I I remember the first gig I ever did. I mean, I I never played any gigs before this one. And that was at the Dynamo Festival in 1997 in front of 10,000 people. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So it was a kickstart.
0: How did you prepare yourself mentally for that big jump?
1: I think the other guys in the band, uh, especially uh, the boss himself, Satir was uh, was uh, worried that I was going to have a nervous breakdown, but I was just excited, you know. I was uh, 18, 19 years old, and I was just looking forward, you know, to to do my shit. And uh, it was a good gig as well. So um, I don't know. I always felt comfortable on stage, Never been nervous or anything like that. I know what
0: to do and um, yeah, that's what I want to continue to do. That's interesting you say that because I've got the same feelings. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm, I'm, put me, I mean I suffer from a bit of anxiety so put me in front of a room full of people to do a public speech, it can be difficult. You know, when Mm. I've got my guitars here, put me in front of a thousand, two thousand people or what have you. I'm enjoying it, I'm in the moment. Isn't that interesting?
1: Uh, That's very interesting because uh, not that I'm nervous now, uh, but uh, I think this is more, you know, to me, more an, a challenge than standing in front of 20,000 people uh, performing my songs. But uh, yeah, we're different. Uh, me too, like to, to be alone and uh, not have too many people around me. But I also enjoy when when 10,000 people go crazy in front of me uh, when I mm. perform. So uh, yeah, we're just different. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I was built for this. I was built for the stage and uh, yeah, I'm gonna to continue to
0: to kick ass from the stage. Indeed, yeah, yeah. W- was there ever, w- with Sigurd, AKA Sato, was there ever discussions about you becoming uh, a full-time member, particularly, because I know you contributed to Rebel Extravaganza.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, bringing that up again because, oh, fuck, man. Six months later, <laughs> after I quit hmm. the band, they fucking toured with uh, Pantera, you know, one of my all-time fave bands, and I was so fucking, you know, <laughs> fuck, man, mm. I should have uh, stayed a bit longer. But uh, yeah, shit happens. Uh, yeah, I was, I was actually offered to be a to be a permanent uh, member, both me and, and um, Chort, uh, my friend. Okay. That I started the Blood of the Throne but uh, we were so focused on uh, on doing our own stuff, you know, with Blood of Throne and uh, you know, in Satyricon and Satyr, it's yeah, it's his band, it's his regime, you know, and uh, yeah, three years was, was enough for us. So um, don't regret it. It was a great time, and we we learned a lot and experienced a lot. But uh, we wanted to, to you know to move on with our own bands. So um, I don't I don't regret anything. But of course, if I could stay six months longer, I would. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking whiskey with the Dimebag and, uh, <laughs> and the other guys, but okay,
0: fuck. Yeah, we each have those sliding doors moments, don't we? It just obviously wasn't your fate. Yeah, and uh, and again, it's
1: it's no problem. Uh, the only thing I'm sorry for, that I never saw uh, Death, my absolute fave band. I never got to see them live. and uh, Yeah, that
0: kind of hurts, but uh, that's why you have YouTube. Indeed, yeah. You mentioned death then, yeah. Which is which is the album that's your favourite? That's human. Uh, that's the best metal album ever made, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, no question about it. What what is it about that album that you think is so special and makes it so great? Of
1: course, uh, ahead of his time and all that shit, but. Uh, you know when you listen to music you you get a special relationship to different bands and releases when you're a kid you know when you're a teenager mm-hmm. that will always mean a lot the music that you listen to uh, in those years and uh, and that was one of the first uh, you know extreme uh, bands that i listened to and uh, it, it it's just how i want to play my music you know the brilliant the riffs uh, the great solos uh, yeah just the sound and everything uh, very unique at that time and uh, many have tried you know to copy them uh, in the years after but uh, no chance
0: man I'll, I'll never forget when i first met my wife this is back when youtube first came in around 2006 or so when it was popularized and uh she was listening to she still does listen to all this bloody urban bullshit hip-hop or what have you and um she showed me her music and i thought i'm going to show you my music so i put on lack of <laughs> comprehension and she goes, right, when are we going to get to the music you really listen to? I said, no, that's what I listen to because, you know, look at me, I don't really look like a big metal head <laughs> and, she, and,
1: and, she, you're, and you're still together
0: <laughs> 15 years later or whatever it is, yes, yeah, she gets used to it she gets used to the fact that I talk to great musicians like yourself and she, she only knows – I don't think she knows any of the bands that I like or get into. We don't have that sort of a relationship. But, uh, yeah, she's supportive of the fact that I do this and I love the music. <laughs> well, it's both
1: both good and bad in, in in some way, you know. It's cool to have something for yourself, but also it's cool when, of course, they make interest in, in what you do and what you listen to. But, uh, yeah, I've been together with my wife for 23 years now and, uh of course, she doesn't like the most most extreme bands, but uh, she's been to many death metal shows, and uh, she actually loves to see, of course, Blood Red Throne, and especially when uh, when Bolt starts to sing, she can feel, you know, his fucking oh, yeah. voice is killing. So, um, so um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're different. Some some like urban, some like
0: death metal, some like everything.
1: It, it's music, man.
0: It is. Music is the most important thing by far. Chuck always said that it's just about the music, but let the metal flow, you know? But the music's the most important thing to your point, you know? Exactly. And
1: and, and all human beings have a a relationship to music in some way or another. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's pretty unique. Hey, just talking about Satiri Connell again, Andrea Meyer, was she in the group when you were there? No, no, no.
1: Okay. I think... uh, that must have been after me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I didn't know her, but uh yeah, I, it's so sad what happened. Um Yeah, crazy about all that shit that happens.
0: It I in, in Australia Lynch? too. Yeah, this shit, you know.
1: Yeah, we, you know, we're used to all that shit uh, happening on the news, you know, in, in the US and uh, wherever. But it's fucking starting to happen here in Norway as well. It's fucked up, man.
0: So yeah, it's yeah. not good. I think mankind fuck it yeah this that one there though that she was killed as a part of though is is very strange a, a a danish national convert to islam decided to pick up a bow and arrow or a crossbow whatever the hell it was um how could you how could you protect the public the public against something like that i don't know man i mean uh, yeah what are the odds of uh,
1: What can I say to that? I I don't know. I don't know if if anybody was near there that could stop him or whatever, but uh, there will always be, you know, people like that going mentally insane, you know, and you can't, you can't really stop them because humans can do whatever they want, but they have to take the consequences, of course. But um, yeah, it's fucked up. And I think the society and the world is, is going in the wrong direction. I mean, the more people on this planet, the more you know fuck ups and 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 shit is going to happen. So, the future doesn't look bright in that uh, in that sense. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe Mother Earth will uh, clean uh, clean up everything by herself.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong there. Have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones in the United States? No, tell me. So, I mean, apparently nobody knows who built them, why they're there, but they talk about the perfect dimensions, if you like, for humanity to thrive and survive. Now, there's yeah. there's a conspiracy around the fact that they're really, you know, the Illuminati and the New World Order, all this conspiracy bullshit. But you read a lot of what's on there around the perfect, um, it's not about, I don't know whether it's the, the perfect amount of human beings required for a sustainable um, Earth in the way that we understand it. But it does have all of these limits for how many people should be on the planet. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think it talks about all we need, or, for the earth to function at its optimum level, if you like, yeah. humanity's existence needs to be capped at a, at a couple of hundred thousand, so bugger all. So we're talking about how many there were in the stone Age.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're in overtime now. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's billions of us, <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, if we just could uh, erase, you know, all the fucking shitty people, you know, the pedophiles and all, you know, the murders and all that shit, that would help a lot. Yep, And then absolutely. we can take,
0: uh, take the rest after.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except yeah. the
1: metalheads, <laughs> of
0: course. Oh, indeed. Yes, the musical appreciators, you know, and unless you're a piece of shit, you get a pass. You can stay. <laughs>
1: of course there's a lot of uh, you know dickheads in the metal scene as well but um yeah
0: just just how it is have you had to deal with a lot of i mean obviously it would have so how do you deal with shonky promoters especially like two decades ago when you were coming up
1: well in the beginning it was uh, the other guy short that uh, took care of all that shit. Uh, but of course uh, the last few years i've been taking care of that business and Mostly, I would say uh, we have been, yeah, having good experiences. There will always be some douchebags, but um, yeah, I remember one time we played in the UK. We had yeah, I don't know, ten gigs or whatever, and and uh, after the gig we were supposed to you know stay at uh, this guy's place, and we took a taxi out <laughs> and we came to the house, and it was like. Was junkies all around in the house. It was garbage all over the place, and one fucking dirty uh, mattress, for, you know, for seven, eight people. Oh my god! It was like yeah. fuck. Man. And the promoter, of course, he <laughs> couldn't reach him, and uh, yeah, he never returned a calls or whatever. Uh, so, so, yeah, some some kind of shit like that has happened. But mostly, we have been treated uh, pretty well, and. And 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 now we do, we just we just, just don't don't say no to we we don't say yes. I mean to to shitty gigs. You know we 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 see what kind of venues there are. The promoters uh, listen to what other bands have to say. So we have been doing so many shows now that we we don't have to you know agree to to anything. So um, I think we're safe now. But okay, I mean every band goes through this period. You know playing shitty gigs, shitty venues, and yeah. Stupid promoters. We also got this promoter in in the US. The last tour we did in US Mexico, he just left us. He was supposed to you know, to give us the ride uh, through the whole tour. <laughs> the first gig, he just
0: disappeared. Never heard from him. Jesus Christ! Well, he took his money and rode into the sunset, effectively.
1: Yeah, yeah we didn't
0: see anything,
1: uh, and there we stood <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in in Texas. And he was supposed to, you know, uh, you know, give us accommodation, money, drive us to the next venue. Fuck, man. So luckily we had a friend uh, living in Texas, so we rented a car and, and he did a tour for us. But uh, yeah, we lost a lot of money, shit like that. But, you know, it's all part of the story, you know, we can laugh at it years later.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's so shonky, isn't it? I mean, you think that there's this brotherhood, you know, you, you would hope that there would be.
1: Exactly, and you know, many bands uh, warned us, don't do this, Blood Retro, don't work with this guy, and we were like, ah, fuck man, we really want to go back to the US and, and, and play, and yeah,
0: let's take a chance, but uh, <laughs> they were right, we were wrong, we shouldn't do it. Well, you've got this deal with Continental now, so that's that's going to subvert any of those sort of issues from happening again.
1: Yeah, we're safe now and uh but this is only in the US and in South America. So uh we're working on a booking agency here in Europe. Uh we'll see what happens. Um I also noticed that Continental are doing this Legion thirtieth anniversary tour. Uh, I saw. and of course yeah. yeah. That would be fucking perfect for us. So I asked the uh, asked the guy at Continental but he was like There's like 400 bands asking the same, so
0: we'll see. (laughs) I I would never put you in a position to ask you what you think of Deicide these days to scupper any potential partnership that might happen there. But yeah, I just wonder if uh, Kevin has got his chops up to being able to play a lot of that stuff on Legion because famously Deicide themselves hardly ever played anything off Legion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's able to play it, but uh, I don't know. It's all about the money, I think you know they're gonna milk everything you know they can so uh <laughs> and that, it's just sad it's just sad but um i'm still a fan of d-side especially the older albums uh um, they went to a different style i think when uh when Santala came in with uh, all that sweeping solos and all that mm. it, it was cool for some for some parts but it was too much for me i think but um I mean, Once Upon a Cross, one of my all-time fave death metal albums. So, um, D-Side definitely belongs to this, to the, in the history, but, um, I don't know. I don't know how those guys are now. Maybe they, it would be douchebags to tour with. I don't know. Uh, Glenn Benton, I heard some stories about him, but, uh, I think many people would show up and, of course, uh, the rest of the guys in the band would uh, be fucking, you know, honored to, to be a part of such a tour, but,
0: uh, I don't think we're going to get picked out to do that. Probably a US band or whatever. Just talking about your guitar playing again. Well, I do feel like as though you are at the level where you could be more. more the, the guitar, you know, I don't know about guitar world, but you know, those online magazines and those video channels and all the rest of it could probably contact you and and get you to do more um, standalone things, whether it be playthroughs or demonstrations of your considerable technique, but. The other guitarist who works, who, who is on Nuclear Blast as well as Wes Hauk from Alluvial, you guys, okay. you got he he does a lot of that, the, a lot of the melodic soloing, but is crushingly heavy, like what you are. Um, um, do, do you know Wes? Is the first question. The first question. Oh, do you know Wes Hauk from Alluvial at all? No, I don't know him. Check check him out. They're on Nuclear Blast, but I think if you listen to Alluvial, you'll identify, it's not that you guys sound the same, but stylistically and the approach to playing brutally heavy music, it's the same. But you're both excellent guitarists, is is my point. And look, I've long championed extreme metal guitar virtuosity, and I put you in that category, meaning that all of the techniques that make up extreme metal guitar playing, you have down pat. And same with Wes. So I'd I'd Uh, love uh, to see... Yeah, I'd love to see you potentially doing some partnerships, whether it be video partnerships where you're playing with each other and talking about techniques, maybe doing something like this, you know, where you're actually talking to a fellow guitarist who's at the same level that you are. Is that something that you're interested in doing?
1: You know, uh, I always thought about it, you know, after so many albums and, uh, and uh, releases and, and, and all the years I've been doing this shit, uh, there's actually way too few videos that I've actually done both with the whole band you know music videos but also playthroughs so mm-hmm. uh, I will definitely do more of those um, there's a lot of people asking about you know tabs and all shit I don't have time you know to write down all that stuff but uh, it would be cool you know to, to work with somebody knowing to write down all the, the tabs uh, and for sure I'm gonna do more videos but uh, yeah uh, I'm a busy guy and, uh, and, uh, and I just have to yeah take some time to do it but uh I don't know about you know I don't consider myself like a really guitar hero or whatever I mean I like to sit alone in my home studio you know and work on my music for myself and and mm-hmm. and, and yeah pretty much uh, do my stuff by myself but um maybe maybe in the future if I feel comfortable with it or if there's an interest that people really, really want to see
0: me explain something or or do something, I I would of course uh, consider it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I just think it's something that masters of the genre like yourself, if you, if you did a bit more, you know, I, I see it with my own kids and their interest in iPads and roadblocks. I don't want to get young daughters right. But eventually they're going to be teenagers, okay, and then they become young adults. Remember when we were kids, I'm being a bass guitarist, I sat down and wanted to learn John Deacon from Queen's bass lines or Steve Harris's bass lines, this sort of thing. I wonder wonder if a lot of that is going on these days because you get a lot of these kids graduating to the YouTube School of Music and they're just trying to focus on playing as fast as they can and doing all these rings of satin stuff. Fair enough, but I don't know whether they know how to groove and how they know how to lock in with playing with drums and stuff. And I think... Someone like yourself who has such a tight rhythmic technique demonstrating those chops and then potentially talking about the way you've arrived at your technique with a fellow killer guitarist Mm. like Wes, man, that's the sort of stuff that I reckon if I was 18 or 19 and if I was just sort of not starting out on the guitar but had some idea how to play, you know, could play some of the Slayer material or Megadeth material and wanted to take it to the next level, they're the sort of conversations that I'd I'd love to see kids tuning into.
1: Yeah, I totally understand you and and I was like that myself when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. I definitely had uh, my uh, video cassettes, you know, watching my guitar heroes play and mm. I was studying them and all that shit. So so yeah, definitely. I I know uh, I know the question and um, you know, if the band uh, if the band grows very big now, I <laughs> I may be forced to do uh, stuff like that. But um, I know the other guy. Uh, me took uh, the other guitarist. He's very he's very good at doing this stuff. You know, he, he records everything. You know, he's playing the drums, the guitars, he's singing, bass. Uh, so I definitely should step up myself. But you know, I. I actually when when i when I work with music and it's not every day, you know I'm really into sports as well, so I spend a lot of hours on sports but uh when I work with music, I like to you know be in the studio and actually actually create something you know mm. uh, if I had to sit down and make videos and spend hours doing that, you know editing and all that shit so it's all a matter of time you know but uh as i as i said i i definitely want to do more guitar playthroughs of songs for sure i uh, i will do that um we also have many requests you know can you show me that riff can you show me that song blah 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 hmm. and uh yeah
0: we we have to to keep up and 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 do more of those i agree what well, you mentioned sports there do you play sport or are you just interested in watching it uh both but uh mostly uh, being active
1: myself in uh, in uh, football and uh, have you heard about pedal Paddle tennis no tell me about it's it it's the yeah it's the world's uh, largest growing sports right now it's crazy it's a combination between uh, tennis and squash it's insane it's really getting big now and I am totally hooked man
0: I, I practice almost every day pedal tennis it's, it has a, yeah I'm yeah. checking out Okay. oh I can see yeah wow look at that it looks like indoor soccer indoor football indoor soccer or what have you yeah it's it's like a tennis court but uh, you have all these walls around you
1: you know with the glass so you can use the walls uh It's pretty, it's fucking great, man. I'm actually going to uh, to practice now in uh, in 15 minutes.
0: So if, <laughs> I don't think you have too many questions left. <laughs> oh, I, I could talk for hours, mate. I could talk your ear off. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this interview. So nice talking to you. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Look, congratulations first and foremost on your career. But look, this this album here is, uh, it will be on my year-end list, Imperial Congregation. uh, Killer album. As soon as I heard it, I thought, oh, I I need to talk to you if if we can. So just thanks very much for making the time. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot, man. And I really hope we can come to Australia. I mean, we had fans asking us to come, you know, for like 10, 15 years now, but it's so fucking expensive with those flight tickets, you know, so uh, we need to do a whole tour, you know, to make it uh, logic, you know, to to not lose too many money. But uh, we definitely want to go to Australia and Asia would be awesome. So, um, yeah. We'll see what the future brings, but uh, I think things are going to happen for us now with this album, with Nuclear Blast, Continental. So I cross my fingers that we can come over to,
0: to your country. Big time. I'd love to see you guys live. Crushing live act, crushing on album. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mate. All right. Likewise, brother. No worries. Talk to you again. Cheers, man. Catch ya. In addition to being a magnificent guitarist, Dan Eliason, who you just heard from, is a top fella too. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast series. If you enjoyed that chat, there are many more, just like it, over 600 in fact, at scarsandguitars.com. If you could like, subscribe, share and even leave a nice comment, I'd appreciate that too. So that's it, another episode done and dusted. Until next time, it is a very goodbye for now